You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Calls Danny and fans, we have a fun show for you today. Look, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA. We'll get into a little bit about the NFL, uh, and then we have an interesting trading card scenario. But first, fans, the NBA, the NBA is going into the playoff season, and where the play-in tournament has actually happened. These games weren't close, man. These games weren't close, man. I thought. For sure, we get at least one. You know, we probably did get one decent game. It first mm-hmm. started off on Tuesday, and where the Brooklyn Nets dominated really the Cleveland Cavaliers, and um, for a good part of the game. But Cleveland decided to come back. But I don't think there was ever a question of who was going to win here. One fifteen, one hundred eight. Brooklyn wins. They uh, move into the seventh seed. And that bumps Cleveland down to uh, the play-in game, which is happening on Friday. Um, on the same night on Tuesday, the Los Angeles Clippers played the Minnesota Timberwolves. And this game was actually a good game. Yes. We had a question earlier uh, about who would we actually take? Would we take the likes of LaMelo Ball, mm-hmm. or would we go ahead and take Anthony Edwards? Let me just say, this is one of my first real opportunities to sit and actually watch Anthony Edwards play. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, he's a truth, man. I told you. I he's told a you. truth, man. He is the truth. I was like, oh, my gosh. He can shoot, too? Mm-hmm. And got strength? Oh, my gosh, man. And got some hops. And <laughs> he's quick? Yep. And fast? And a decent handle. Man, I was like, golly. Hey, man, I had to rethink that question. While I was looking at this game, I was really looking at that. I was like, man, I'm going to have to really rethink my response to that LaMelo Anthony Edwards, uh, you know, decision there, Anthony Edwards kind of reminds me of a bigger version of Russell Westbrook, a bigger version of Russell Westbrook who has that mentality, who has the strength, who can Mm -hmm. shoot a whole lot better, (laughs) whole lot better. But, man, Anthony Edwards is the truth. And let me just say, Minnesota has a gem here. Now, I don't know what Minnesota is going to do when it comes to the likes of dealing with uh, Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have a good game, man. Got into foul trouble. The coach kept him in. I don't understand that. Man, Minnesota got lucky, and then they went ahead and celebrated like it was 1999. 
Uh, <laughs> these cats, man, celebrated like they won the championship, man. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I won a chip in the end, man. NBA TNT. Oh, man, that was hilarious. Oh, man, they got on them, man. <laughs> they got on them. I mean, you got Patrick Beverly up here getting on the scorer's table. Come on, man. Taking off his shirt, throwing it in the crowd. Come on, man. But, you know, I put it like this. In the past 18 years, there's only been two times that mm-hmm. Minnesota Timberwolves have actually made it to the playoffs. So they have, a you know, cause to – Celebrate a little, just a little bit, but man, don't do it. Don't go over the top, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seemed like y'all was about to pop some bottles. I didn't like, yeah, for really won the chip, man. But, but let me just say this, Danny. Uh, the Clippers still look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would just say that Paul George, uh, he did show up 41 point or excuse me, 34 points in 41 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Reggie Jackson only has 17 points in 42 minutes. Um, man, I, I think the Clippers are going to be okay. Unfortunately for them, they went ahead and lost this game, and now they have to play it on tomorrow. Uh, again, surprisingly, the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans, mm-hmm. where New Orleans actually won the game on last evening. Uh, McCullum had an awesome game. Uh, and it just really shows his progression and the fact that now he has his own team mm-hmm. to really, uh, you know, manage, if you will. Uh, so that's going to be really interesting to see how uh, that all, you know, shakes out and everything, Danny. Earlier that night, uh, you had the likes of the Charlotte Hornets playing against the Atlanta Hawks. Now, Danny, I actually thought that this game was going to be a lot closer than what it was. <laughs> Oh, yes. my gosh, man. I thought I was really looking forward to this game, thinking that this would be a game that would go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, man, that was not the case, man. Danny, this game, 132-103, Hawks win. This was a, truly a blowout. Yeah. Um, Mellow Ball had 26 points, five rebounds, eight assists. Until Charlotte puts the right pieces around them and plays some defense, I think LaMelo Ball is going to be considered a great talent on a terrible team. And I don't think he, he's going to progress the way that he probably should progress. I think this playoffs, Anthony Edwards has already shown who he, who he is, and he has already captured some new fans. What say you? Jason, real quick, run down the games, that Nets-Cavs game. Not much to say there, but Brooklyn, that's going to be a great series with Boston. I don't know how much it's going to take for Brooklyn, though, because they're going to need KD and Kyrie to play a ton Every of minutes. Every single game, man. God, yes. Their bench was non-existent in that game on Tuesday night. So, oh, man. KD and Kyrie pulled it out for them. That Cleveland Hawks game tomorrow night, man, Atlanta – they might have a good shot of doing some things against Miami. If they they're st- they look like that team last year that made that run. They haven't looked like we talked about this a couple weeks ago where they're starting to get hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're deep. They have a deep squad. So mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see. First, they got to beat Cleveland. And that's not going to be an easy game because it sounds like Jared Allen's returning for that game tomorrow night. 
So whoever, if Atlanta wins, though, I'm very curious, and I don't have that recency bias just watching them last night in these last few weeks, but they look good, and they are deep. So they're poised for a playoff run. Granted, they run into the Miami Heat that first round, but they can do some things. Uh, and DeAndre Hunter, man, he looked, oh, man. he played his butt off last he night. He was balling. Yeah. And then moving over to the West really quick. I told you about the Anthony Edwards. And he's, like I said, he's still raw. He's raw. He's very raw, man. Because you can kind of see he's still trying to feel his way in the game. But he has that first step. And this mm-hmm. is why we talked about that train car scenario with Cat, Carl Anthony mm-hmm. Towns. Mm-hmm. If Anthony Edwards takes that shine away, how is he going to react? Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious how this dynamic plays out. And that Memphis, Minnesota series. <sighs> That's going to be a series for you right there, man. You talk about up and down. And truth be told, Minnesota can beat Memphis. They can match up well with them because they have the athleticism to match up with them. That's going to be a good series, man. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. I'm 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 high on Memphis. I'm going Memphis. Okay. I want to look at this a little closer just to check the matchups one more time. <laughs> but if D'Angelo Russell plays like he played the other night, Anthony Edwards brings his A game, and Carl Anthony Towns actually steps up, I think they can go six at least. It's, going, it's, it's definitely six or going. seven. I think it might go seven. Yeah. This is not going to be an easy matchup for Mm-mm. Memphis. Mm-mm. And then the other game we have, you know, with the Pelicans and trying to get in there with against the Clippers. I just see the Clippers, man. I don't know how the Clippers blew that game the other night. But Patrick Beverly inspired that team and that defense he played on Reggie Jackson in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That – I think the Clippers are taking it back a little bit. So I think the Clippers rebound tomorrow night and make it to the game uh, series against Phoenix. I stayed up and watched that whole Minnesota game. I was hurting the next day, but it was definitely worth it. It was definitely worth it. I'm really looking forward to that Boston Celtics Brooklyn Nets series. And I'm going on a limb here, Danny, and I'm actually picking the Boston Celtics to win this series. I don't think it's a limb, Jason. <laughs> I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think you'll be okay. I think it's going to be a – this is where the likes of KD can will them to get to that uh, second round. But it's going to be hard, man, if they got to put in those minutes. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And just as we're talking about the, uh, the playoffs, uh, the teams that are in the playoffs, there's one team in particular that did not make the playoffs that made some interesting news. And that is the Los Angeles Lakers and where they actually went ahead and fired uh, Frank Vogel. Uh, he is no longer the head coach of the Lakers. And man, I, I was just amazed to have seen a press conference for the players. Uh, maybe it was the end of the year type press conference, but uh, the firing actually happened or was actually put out there by reports the same night of the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually asked Coach Vogel about that during his last press conference. 
And he said that the Lakers haven't told him anything, and he put an expletive in there. Um, but nonetheless, he got fired the next day on a Monday, man. Uh, and the Lakers season is over. They uh, probably are in Cancun or wherever, um, enjoying the sunshine. But nonetheless, it really, really puts an interesting spin here uh, and where there are rumors that Mark Jackson uh, would be approved by none other than LeBron James to be the head coach. Uh, so, man, this is something to keep our eyes on. Uh, Mark Jackson, uh, many would say, has been blackballed from the NBA mm-hmm. after his stint with the uh, Golden State Warriors. He's the one who actually founded the success, the current success of the Golden State Warriors. And more importantly, founded the Splash Brothers. Mm-hmm. He told us before we knew that the Splash Brothers would be possibly the best backcourt duo in NBA history. And boy, he <laughs> he's up there. He may be right. Mm-hmm. He may be right. But Danny, your Lake Show, man, this is a whole lot of problems happening there. What say you? Jason, this one, no surprise. Vogel is going to take take the hit for this. They pretty much, I would say, quit on them. They had a lot of injuries this year, a lot of scapegoating going on, a lot of this, a lot of that. Said it multiple times this season. When you looked at the squad, the way it was assembled prior to going into the season, it just wasn't set up for success. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have AD out there, you need him. He he has to be he had to play at least 70 games this year for them to be successful. Mm-hmm. Cause they just weren't deep. They're kind of like Brooklyn. You think about Brooklyn. They're always injured. They barely made the playoffs. They're in now, so they they're good to go. But the Lakers, it was just it just went from bad to worse. Mm-hmm. And the Russell Westbrook signing and that whole fiasco with him and Vogel. I'm not sure what's going on with Russ. If he's watching game film, (laughs) cause he thinks he's doing a lot better than he showed on the court. I think part of it is he just didn't, he just doesn't fit with the system and playing with LeBron and AD now with Mark Jack. I think Mark Jackson would be a great hire. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And with LeBron endorsing it, that may come to fruition quicker than we think. So with Mark Jackson, Frank Vogel, who who doesn't even matter who the head coach is, they don't fix the lineup. Come on, man. It doesn't matter who's coaching that team. It don't matter. LeBron gets another year older, hashtag 20, 20 years in the league next year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If AD isn't on the court, you're meddling in this 9, 10, 11 spot again. I, I don't know what to say. So I'm curious, like we said last show, I'm curious what they're going to do for the mm-hmm. offseason from a free agency standpoint. They don't mm-hmm. have any picks. Are they going to trade Russell Westbrook? There's some rumors out there with some teams showing interest. I hope I hope those rumors are true because I just don't think Russ fits with this group unless there's something I'm missing. 
So if they can flip something, bring some talent back, they're going to have to absorb some salary if they do trade them, some bad contracts, and see if they can make a different um, run at this next year. But as the team is right now, they're not headed anywhere. So, Danny, how, how attractive is the Lakers coaching job? Still think it has cachet, right? They're the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Everyone, they're going to be on TV. Even mm-hmm. if they're bad or they're good. I know, I know you mentioned a couple weeks ago, you were tired of seeing them, tired of seeing uh, them man. but they're going to be on because they're the Los Angeles Lakers. So for anyone to get that opportunity, I think they would take it. And I think for someone like Mark Jackson and what he's went through since he got fired from the Golden State Warriors, he mm-hmm. would jump at that opportunity unless there's a different reason. He has a great job right now and he does a great job, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. This may be his opportunity to work with LeBron and bring himself back into the NBA fold, coaching fold and see how it goes from there. But like I said, if you don't have AD out there. I think with Mark Jackson, he has that motion type offense. I mean, think about the Golden State Warriors and how they played. But I think Mark Jackson is smart enough to say that system would not necessarily work with this team because they don't have any shooters. Nope. Uh, and so I think Mark Jackson would craft something to where I think they put the ball in, in Russ's hands a little bit more. And I think Mark Jackson would just tell LeBron, Hey man, you won't have to give up the rock in order for Russell to be Russell. Mm-hmm. LeBron's going to have to give up the rock a little bit here, man. Now, that's if LeBron accepts that role. They're will both he accept, ball dominant, man. Yeah. Will, will something he has to role? give. If they're going to keep Russell Westbrook, they have to, something has to give. And I think they need to go back to that conversation that they had when before Russ came on, came aboard. They don't have to revisit that conversation. I don't know who else was in the room. I don't know if it was just those three. Yep. A, you know, uh, Russ, LeBron, and AD. Excuse me, in the AD. Yep. But they're going to have to revisit that conversation and all. And if it doesn't work, I can see the Lakers possibly training Russell in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, if they find a good trading partner. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. And Danny, now on to this little HBCU talk. And I have to send congratulations to Jackson State University uh women's basketball team Mm -hmm. in particular um for one of their very own getting drafted and that person is none other none other than amicia williams holiday who was drafted um with the 25th pick to the indiana fever uh and so man this is just a, a great moment in hbcu sports history especially HBCU women's basketball. Mm -hmm. Uh, This hasn't happened since 2002 in where a woman's uh, HBCU basketball player was actually drafted. And so, man, this is a special occasion. Wish her nothing but the best. It it seems like it's going to be a a great competition to get on a roster or to uh, get a slot or spot. Uh, And so um, 
I'm anxious to see how that goes, man. And I will actually be watching. Mm-hmm. I really want to cheer on uh, Amicia here to uh, make the team and really be uh, a, a great influencer in the community, but then also uh, someone who can add value on a court for the Indiana Fever. What say you, Danny? Congratulations to Amisha. And the other thing was she was the second highest drafted HBCU women's player ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So kudos to her. She had a great season, great career. And yeah, look forward to seeing her on the court. It was interesting too, Jason, with the WNBA draft. The Indiana Fever had a ton of picks. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw the preview show on Saturday. It was like Indiana Fever two, Indiana Fever four, Indiana Fever. They had a Mm -hmm. ton of picks. So Mm -hmm. for them to use one of them on her is awesome. And I'm curious now, because you know JSU went on the run, Jackson State went on the run this year, and Mm -hmm. how much Mm -hmm. of a void does that leave with their team for next year? I'm assuming they'll Man. be in good hands, but you know, mm-hmm. for someone to go to the league from from their team, definitely leave a, a hole. So we'll see how they uh, address that next year. But no, congratulations to her, man! It's awesome news, and she's headed to Indiana. Hey, look here, man! I think Jackson State is going to reload. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. I mean, you got to think uh, um, Deion Sanders' uh, daughter is going to be on the Jackson state women's basketball team. Yes. Uh, and so that alone is going to be something to really watch out for. And then the transfer portal mm-hmm. is going to be something else to really watch out for as well. And I honestly believe that with this WNBA draft, I think women are going to look at that and say, Oh, I can go to Jackson State, or I can go to FAMU, or I can go to another HBCU and actually uh, look to get drafted from the WNBA. So now I think this has opened doors even more so, and uh, everything. And the transfer portal has helped tremendously, and yep. I mean the coaching has been phenomenal. So I really believe this is going to open doors up for uh, HBCU women's basketball even more. Mm-hmm. And now, Danny, on to the NFL, where interesting news today, where the Green Bay Packers actually went ahead and signed Sammy Watkins to a one-year deal worth up to $4 million. This was actually, um, in my opinion, a surprise. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see what the Green Bay Packers do during the draft. Uh, If they do not select, if they do not select a wide receiver in the first two rounds, man, this is this terrible picking by the GM by Gutenkus, in my in my opinion. Um, my hope is that for the Packers is that by you signing Sammy Watkins to a one year deal, that you're not l- looking at him being a replacement for drafting a receiver in the first round. Because Sammy Watkins was a first round pick. Yep. That was back in 2014, where he was the number four pick. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he ran a 4-4-3 in the 40 and everything. Has this little speed, you know, but kind of the same speed as Devontae had, man. Uh, I'm still looking for even a faster receiver. 
Uh, yep. Sammy Watkins has something to prove, though. Uh, last year, he he had minimal results on the field uh, where he actually played 13 games, I, I believe. Uh, and I think he has something to prove. I think he's trying to go for another uh, contract mm-hmm. uh, and everything. Uh, and so we'll see, man. He had career lows last year with only 27 receptions for 394 yards with the Baltimore Ravens. That ain't a whole lot. He's missed 30 games over the past seven seasons, man. Yes. The Packers better be thinking about drafting in the first round. You got two picks in the first round. Very thinking about drafting a receiver here, man. I just don't understand. But I, I if he if the Packers are getting Watkins to just beef up the wide receiving core, I get it. Mm-hmm. But he cannot be the full replacement for Devontae Adams. No. I think this has to be a wide receiver by committee replacement of Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And I think you gotta get some young talent in there. If you don't do that in the first round, there's something wrong. What say you, Danny? Jason, I'll tell you this, man. Sammy Watkins is probably going to have like 200 yards in that first game. He does that every year. He has that first two games even, you know, playing fantasy football. (laughs) Sammy Watkins has those crazy games, and then he just disappears. So he – can be he can put up numbers man but the problem is he he's always injured mm-hmm. and i'm very curious to see how they integrate him and if they are thinking of him as more of that mbs replacement mm-hmm. not necessarily Devonte adams because he does have that he can get over over the top and stretch the field so is he a cheaper version where you have to pay all that money to him versus mbs to give them a uh, downfield threat. So at, for four million, not bad. I wish Atlanta would have threw four million at him just to have him, you know, just to have him there. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those players where he can put up crazy video game type numbers and then he just disappears. So it's the consistency thing with Sammy Watkins and them just being on the field. I think it's a great pickup, but yeah, if they don't pick a receiver in that first round. Yeah, then there's other issues. I, I don't see them not getting a receiver. I think they have they mm-hmm. have to. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a good pickup for four million, up to four million. It sounds like it's an incentive-based deal. Mm-hmm. And he's a veteran, so he knows what he needs to do. He just needs to be on the field and be consistent. And now then we have an interesting trading car scenario. Who we got? Our discussion about Mark Jackson and Russell Westbrook. We have Mark Jackson's 1988 Fleer rookie card for Russell Westbrook's 2008 Upper Deck rookie card. A couple quick bios. Mark Jackson was the 18th pick out of St. John's by the New York Knicks back in 1987. One-time All-Star, was the rookie of the year. Career averages of 9.6 points, 3.8 rebounds, and 8 assists. Russell Westbrook, fourth overall pick out of UCLA by the Seattle Supersonics who then moved to the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, in 2008. Nine-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ, nine-time All-NBA, 75th anniversary team. Career averages 22.8 points, 7.4 rebounds, 8.4 assists. 
Jason, who do you want in your portfolio? Danny, this was a tough one, actually, man. I ain't gonna lie. This was a lot tougher, man. I think because my disdain for the percentages, the field goal percentages of both Mark Jackson and Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Pass, dribble, and shoot. That is the three focuses in basketball, man. Pass, dribble, and shoot. And Russell Westbrook show can't shoot, man. Hitting side of the backboards, all that stuff, man. But in the midst of that, Westbrook has averaged a triple-double. Not once, not twice, but three times in his career, man. Yes. And that says a whole lot. Mm-hmm. That says a whole lot. Now, granted, one can argue how he got the triple-doubles and how he averaged the triple-doubles. I mean, this is be real. I mean, there's many times in where the players, his teammates, actually disallow him to get rebounds uh, and everything. I mean, he was stat chasing. This is be real, man. Um, but I'll say this field goal percentage-wise with regards to Mark Jackson, that was back in an era in where <laughs> it was a lot more physical. Three-point shooting was not necessarily a huge focus yeah. back then. And point guard play was tremendously different back then, too. Mm-hmm. And where Mark Jackson was more so a pass first, the set the, set the team up type point guard so this was a difficult decision it still is a difficult decision one thing that you did mention russell Westbrook did get drafted by the seattle supersonics who are no longer in existence but i can see them possibly coming back in an expansion mm-hmm. i could tell a story about the seattle supersonics and with that i hate to say this man i really do because i'm thinking about a guard who can actually set up a team mm-hmm. versus an aggressive guard who can't shoot worth a damn. And let me just say this about Mark Jackson, man. Mark Jackson, when he played with the Pacers, I could tell a story too about how the Pacers and Nates would just go at it. And yeah. Mark Jackson would be in the ear of Reggie Miller mm-hmm. pumping him up getting him hype, getting him ready for the fight between the Pacers and the Knicks. The intangibles that you don't see on the court, Mark Jackson definitely has. Yep. But I'm going to have to go with – I'm going to have to go with Russell Westbrook's rookie card, man. Because when you talk about the value of the card, I mean Mm – he averaged a triple-double three seasons, and he's part of the 75th overall team in NAW. But if you were to ask me on the playground, who would I want? I'm taking Mark Jackson all day, man. What say you, Danny? That 1988 Fleer set, 88-89 to be specific, was one of my all-time favorite sets. <laughs> That's where we more or less got introduced to the car game we were in it but mm-hmm. we went heavy on that on that year mm-hmm. we were at the stores at the car shops a lot of memories man a lot of memories yep. so this one makes this one tough just from the simple fact of nostalgia 
mm-hmm. from a but then I look at the players themselves, Mark Jackson, facilitator, leader, hard nose, went back down from anybody. Wasn't the quickest. Mm-mm. He couldn't shoot the best. Mm-mm. But you want him on your squad. Yep. Because you knew he was going to be, he would make the best decision possible, mm-hmm. facilitate. He could mm-hmm. run the plays, so on and so forth. He wasn't going off script. Mm-hmm. Russ, athletic as all get out, brought a different dimension to the game. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Play when all he goes all out every game. Every game. So seeing that in the numbers he put up in OKC um, before now he's been traded a couple times here. He's he's a unicorn that way, just the way he he's just it was hard to get a scenario with him because he mm-hmm. just he's just different. Mm-hmm. The way he plays the game and how he attacks the game. So not to belabor this. I really like that Mark Jackson car because that brings us back to that childhood running around all over the place. But for my portfolio, I'm going to take that upper deck rookie card of Russ. Bonus coverage, (laughs) Danny. Yes. Who would you take, Anthony Edwards or Russell Westbrook? I'm taking Edwards. I'm on the Edwards train right now. Hey, man, I would take Anthony Edwards too, man. Yes. I would take him wholeheartedly. That kid, man, if he stays, <laughs> if he builds upon what he's doing now and Carl Anthony Towns does not stun his growth, D'Angelo Russell's fine because D'Angelo Russell, he'll step back. Yeah, yeah. Cat's the one that needs the ball. Cat reminds me of I'm, AD. I'm going to tell you, man. I think they're gonna eventually trade Cat. They see Anthony Edwards as a as a superstar. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna trade Cat, man. They yep. can't pay you know multiple players, you know, like that. Mm-mm. They have to get some. They have to get another star or something like that. You oh, know. Yeah. But I can see them trading Cat eventually. And AJ, you know the team that was rumored to go back to Seattle. Since we're talking about Seattle. Since A Rod's part of that ownership group, so something else to watch out for. You think you think they would go take Man, Minnesota? I, to I'm the not Seattle? putting it past them. I am not putting it past them. Man, you know what that would do to that Minnesota crowd? Man, that crowd was full force. Yeah, in the playoffs. Just, just saying. I hope they stay in Minnesota, but I'm just saying, new ownership. You never know. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.